You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, what's going on, everybody? Um, let's out. go. Let's go. As Marcus Play- Smart said in the end of the game, let's effing go. Playoff level jacked up after this game. This was incredible. Um, you know, I, I hate hyperbole before having a chance to think about it, but this had to be the game of the year. Game of the um, year. You know, just in terms of everything, right? Because you're looking at, um, you know, both the excitement level. It was fun. It was back and forth. You've got Tatum dropping another 50. So he has a major national television primetime performance, but really for everyone, it was kind of like, how do you stack up sort of game? And again, we're not going to make the excuses with, okay. Uh, you know, still no Simmons. We'll see that's, you know, right. whatever. That's a wild card. We have no idea how that's going to look. Um, so don't even worry about that. Um, he's distant memory, but you had a, as loaded as they're going to get Nets team right now, um Durant looks like he didn't miss a freaking second going blow for blow at times it looked like I don't know man good offense might beat good defense here Mm -hmm. and honestly it might have if Tatum didn't go out of his freaking mind but you know so many things to unpack and talk about in this one that's good offense Uh, though huh that's good offense Tatum's that's good good offense offense. also beats good offense and that's what it means is so many things we've talked about here you know kind of coming to light where yeah, the defense can win if Jason Tatum plays like an MVP caliber player, yeah. and he did. And it was like this felt like like an arrival, uh, like like the the announcement, the proclamation. I tweeted this a short while ago. I, I feel like Tatum bypassed the top ten conversation and immediately jumped into the top five over the last couple of weeks, and then with today's game. Yeah, arrival's the word that I was going to use. So you stole it from me, but um, that's it. I mean, this is the biggest game. Biggest non-playoff game of, of Tatum's career. Probably the biggest non-playoff game in the last few seasons just for the Celtics in general. Um, this was a huge win because the spotlight was on them, both both teams today. Durant coming back, Kyrie back in Boston. You know, a lot of different storylines. The Celtics are finally playing a team that, you know, yeah, are they, are they full? No, because they don't have Simmons. But they're extremely offensively gifted Brooklyn Nets team regardless. And they came and they went blow for blow with them. Um, so, I, I mean, man, this, this is why – you follow this is why you're a basketball fan games like this right i mean it's exactly what you want superstars going against superstars now and jason tatum this was a game where he he is certainly has to be included in the uh you know names of superstars across the league so um wildly entertaining um and this was a this was a believer game what i mean by that is if you didn't believe in the celtics before today i don't know how you you can have the same opinion after the, today's game. You have, there's got to be something saying, okay, see you, John. I guess I'm just going to go solo here. No, Fast. I'm here, buddy. Oh, okay. You're here. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, just made you, okay, <laughs> the spotlight. Just gave you the spotlight. spotlight for a minute, so I didn't know if I just lost you. Um, this is a believer game. If you don't believe in this team after this game, then you're just you're just a hater. You know. It's so, also a uh, clever way to sneak Joe Sway in. It is. A, I can hear Joe Sway giggling. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, oh, you're leaving, John? Oh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Peace <laughs> I guess out. I'll just solo here. There's too much good Celtics talk for me. I gotta go. <laughs> no, but too much positive. Joe Sway Pavone, everybody. What an entrance. It's too positive. It's too positive for John. He gave you the floor. Go ahead. Keep going, Jimmy. I'm with you. I'm listening. No, I mean, Josue, you were there, so I'm anxious to hear your opinion. But basically, but from watching it, you know, from our perspective, I mean, man, this was a game where you were up on your feet. I I don't know how you couldn't be if you're watching it from home, just getting fired up for the way Tatum played. I mean, that last big, big sequence there um, with the Jalen Brown three, that had to tear the house down. And that was just a classic, you know, good ball movement, making that extra pass, and like the dagger. You know, it was just such a fitting way to end this game um really it's just the you know this is the type of win that can really carry you can carry you somewhere i'm not going to go full bobby manning on everybody but you know this is the type of game yeah he's coming in guns blazing i I know i want to quickly i want to we want to get joe sway's kind of he was he was busting at the scenes man i want to get joe sway's in the building reasonable take before we get bobby's in there too i do want to point out to everybody at home who forgets how the net how how this whole post-game show started. Jimmy and I were the positive ones, okay? And we had to convince Bobby that the Celtics were good. I just want everyone to remember that, okay? Yeah, and he's taking that. <laughs> back back in the bubble, we had to convince Bobby the Celtics were good, and he was not a believer. He he thought every opponent they played was better than them. Um, how does, how does yeah, Bobby, I, Joe Sway, how does Bobby type with the uh, with the green foam fingers with, on? With the palm palms. Yeah, how does he even get the keys? <laughs> yeah, but hold on, hold on a minute. Though. Remember before the new year, though? He was talking about, come on, guys, let's just face it. It's time to just get ready for the draft and rebuild and they all that. They defeated all of yeah. us, though, Joe Sway. Oh, yeah, I was, I was right there. I was, I was banging the drum, for sure. But for, for Bobby sure. to do the 180 the way he did, I was I was very surprised, too. I'm still surprised. Yeah. But, no, um, after what we saw today, I mean, anybody, like you said, Jimmy, you can't look at the Celtics and, and not even consider them at least a dark horse to upset, some, to, to upset a, a, a couple of teams in the playoffs. Like, if you want to say that, okay, that's fine. But if you want to say that something shouldn't be mentioned at all, then you're missing out on a whole lot. And I say that because 24 hours ago, I saw national heads talking about the, some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Magic Johnson, matter of fact, talking about the best teams in the Eastern Conference uh, You know, during the, uh, the ABC ESPN broadcast. Did not mention the Celtics as even a dark horse to, to, to disrupt things. I hope right. his stance has changed after seeing this game because not only has Jason Tatum put himself in the conversation as one of the better players, best players in the NBA right now, but he went toe-to-toe with one of the greatest scorers in the NBA. He went toe-to-toe with Kyrie Irving in the mix as well in, in yep. this atmosphere. And look, unlike we see, what we've seen in the past, there was no no, no uh, a lot of hugging and dapping up before this one. Yes. There was one, Business trip. One quick exchange. One of those, you know, you're in the layup lines, and it was a coincidence that Durant's coming as you're coming, sort of eye contact, lock for two yep. seconds, quick hug, see you later. And that was yeah. it. No daps, no words exchanged. And that was the mindset that Jason Tatum had coming into this one. Now, Jalen Brown, I think, did a really good job of implementing himself when they needed him. You know, obviously, the three-pointer, like you talked about, Jimmy, was huge. But also, he was sort of the glue guy in the sense of getting the ball to work its way around. I thought he did a really good job of that. And he needed a taste of this matchup. I know some people may have not have been crazy about seeing him in this game. We all know he's not 100%. But I think he needed a taste of this, uh, of this right, in case these two teams do meet in the playoffs. I think, well, when you couple the fact that he wasn't even out there, 
for for that playoff series last season. I think he just needed this yeah. under his belt to, to move to move forward. That's a good point. Be, I don't to disagree. be part of a game like this. And also for the Celtics, for the Celtics' case, John, you know, they needed to see what this looks like. You know, we would have win or lose, we wouldn't have had a chance to see what it looks like for the defense to be full throttle with Jalen Brown and them, even if he so isn't hundred percent. They needed him. So it's a I, fair I thought point. it was good. It's a fair point. It's just a risk-reward situation because we've seen it with Jalen now over the past couple of seasons kind of not being right, returning from injury. He admitted last time he rushed himself back. Mm -hmm. They don't play again until Wednesday. This felt like a really easy skip to get him a full week and a half off and then come back and not worry because you're really – his health – in the playoffs is all that matters. Seating almost doesn't even matter anymore. Um, so yeah, it's a nice statement thing. It's good for the team, which is great. I'm going to bring in Bobby to uh, here, but Josue, I wanted to when it gets Bobby's take. Josue, the one thing you mentioned I wanted to get a uh, a word in on was the um, the 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 observation you made after the game. Quick dap and move on. Um, we've talked about that a ton, and I, I this felt I, during the game we were watching, and I was like, is this going to be like Lakers? in the pandemic year, you know, and you were out there for that game in LA and we've, we've referenced it a million times yeah. where Tatum puts up a monster game. It's on national television. They come up short, but after the game, it feels like they won because Tatum scored a lot and then they, whatever. And um, in LA. Randy, yeah. yeah. And Grandy was on a podcast, um, uh, Celtics beat podcast this week. And he talked about kind of Tatum's ascension. And one thing he mentioned was, um, you know, he's got to get to the point where he's no longer satisfied with the uh, with the praise and adulation coming from superstars like Kevin Durant. So much was made at the end of last season in the postseason when Durant went on that podcast and he kind of put Tatum up on a pedestal and said, the guy's here. He's awesome, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we talked about that a ton. But what you want is, nah, I don't want to be liked by you. I want to beat you. And we always put KD as almost like that unreachable benchmark of who you want to see Jason Tatum ultimately be, which is a, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm just going to score whenever I want to, wherever I want to. (laughs) And that's ultimately when he gets into that level and that conversation, then he, then he becomes that, you know, and he's got other elements to his game too. KD's doing it without anything else, without having to worry about any other aspects of his game, even though he's a decent defender, probably more than he gets credit for, but on scoring alone, KD has elevated himself into the top five all time conversation. Tatum, you, you can't be KD, but if you can be a guy anywhere close to that level offensively, like you've arrived, like today was a, right. It, he did that play he made late when he kind of split the defenders and he got to the rack. I have no oh, idea man. how he did that. The yeah. decisiveness he had all game, how quickly he got downhill, how quickly he passed out of doubles. That last possession, the wherewithal to take that hockey assist to give it to Marcus. Or was it to Marcus yeah. Jalen for that three with zero time on the clock was incredible. Like that, these are things he was not doing earlier in the year when when he was catching some heat. He was dribble, 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 slow iso setting people up letting the defense set and taking shots totally different guy right now right and, and he talked about a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago um you know the, the fact that everyone is looking at him and brown to sort of lead the, to lead the team and what are they going to do between the two of them but then this past month or so when we've seen this huge turnaround jason tatum realized that we have to bring everyone with us and i think he's starting to show that over and over again even though he did put up obviously 54 points he was assertive he got his clearly but he also looked for other guys as well. I thought he did a great job of, of passing the ball, making sure it swung around. And then, like you said, John, making those decisions quickly, you know, knowing that, okay, 
this. This is the angle that I have. I'm going to take it right now, and I'm not going to waste any time. I'm not going to look around. I'm just going to go straight to the rim and attack, you know? Instead of going back, reverting to three-point shots, easier looks. No, he kept encouraging that. He kept, uh, you know, forcing the issue, but in a good way. Getting to the free throw line, what do you have? 17? 17 attempts? You know, like, this is... He could he could do this more often, but seeing it again uh, on this stage, a national t- televised game against the Nets, against Durant, against Kyrie, he needed that, and so did the Celtics. Yeah, I think the difference you guys kind of hit on it, but the difference Tatum now is that he's not playing against these guys like like he's their kid, like he's just like getting like a pat on the head, like hey, good job, kid, like you know you might you might right. make it in this league, like he's playing against them like man to man, you know, and he. Uh, almost like expecting to go, you know, toe to toe with these guys, not just like John said, happy to be there or happy to have a good performance or happy to get acknowledgement from these guys after the game. And of course they see everything that's, that's out there, good and bad. So I don't expect that to change, but not caring as much about it. Not, not relying so much on the praise and, and feeding off the negative feedback, just going out there and just fuck, sorry, go out there and just be like a badass. You know what I mean? Like just kill dudes. And that's kind of what it, what it felt like. I think you edited yourself out and then you said sorry. Well, have you yeah, ever, have, have you guys ever, I'll ask you guys a question, you know, to be honest, like everyone's like, yeah, Tatum's got skills, you know, he can score, he's blah, 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 and this and that. Have you ever based off of his, his demeanor, his attitude, the other aspects of his game, helping his teammates uh, be better and doing all of the other things necessary to win? Have you ever felt he had all of that? Uh, to the to, to be the number one on a championship level team uh, prior to very recently? Have you had that vibe about him? Everything I feel about Tatum was a projection, which is when he gets better at this and when he does that and if he's more consistent and if he can do that and if he can do this, which while it's possible given someone who's as good as he is, it was not a guarantee. You know, some people – just don't some people are it was, just some people are just <clears throat> scorers and that's good enough a person who scores as well as jason tatum does is a hall of fame player if he does that over the course of his career that's really really good it's the question is well is he in that convo can he do that mm-hmm. stuff and like until recently did you feel that so i think to an extent yeah because i think we saw it in flashes but for me the difference between like a great top tier player and another you know super talented basketball player it's the it's the mental side of things you have to really 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 want to be great and maintain that level of consistency over a number of years or seasons and that's going to generate winning and that's going to generate like a winning culture so prior to that i mean i thought i thought it was just uh, more of a maturity thing and a mental we had to find that mentality of wanting to be you know yeah, a killer they're, out there they're not wanting, wanting to be the, the captain best. all exactly, of that stuff exactly right. so now, over the last, I would say, two months, right around the time where this winning streak started, I am starting to see a difference in his, like, leadership ability. So that, to me, is what's going to take him to, you know, the top of the top. And a game like today just shows that. I mean, Joe Sway has always been a huge, huge Tatum supporter and guy, and I think that's because we've seen what he's capable of in spurts, but it's just more of can you maintain that level of consistency? And bring right. the other thing we said too. One more thing is you have to make others around you better. You just can't be about exactly. dropping, dropping fifty points and then taking the L. But he that's did. What, he didn't have high what, assist totals, but he had a, he had he had 
I, I would imagine a lot of secondary assists if I had to look it up, but it was just moving Potential. the ball when it needs. <laughs> it was moving the ball when it needed to be moved at the Potential right assist. time to keep the offense going, whether it ended up in an assist or not. It was he made the right. It's all about making the right decisions. Yeah. Um, as many as much as possible. Giving the game what it uh, needs. And, yeah. Go ahead, Josue. No, I'm just gonna say I think that's what what worried me, right? Like a couple months ago. Look, I, I we know how good of a player he is. We know how good of a scorer he is. He could be one of the best, you know, one day he's going to be. But it was a matter of, does he know that it's going to take everyone else to, to fall? You know what I mean? Like, you have to have everyone else's have to be on your side as well. You know, you can go out and score 50, 60 points. Like John said, it could be in a losing effort, but that's not going to push the needle. It's not going to push the ball in the sense of where this team needs to be, where this franchise needs to be. And, you know, it's very telling again, you know, what we talked about in the last couple of weeks or the last, last time we were all on that podcast he did with JJ Reddick, where he's like, man, it's really hard to win. You know, it was, yeah. maybe I overlooked how difficult it truly is because I had some of the greatest, some of the best scores in the league on my side. And, and now that I'm the one leading, I have to make sure that everyone follows me the way I follow them. And I, I think mm -hmm. it just took him, uh, what, 20, 25, 30 games to really get that down. And once he started to ramp up and find that cohesive unit, or email rather, find that cohesive unit with, you know, with, with this tight lock eight-man rotation, he hasn't let it go. But at the same time, these guys continue to make strides to, to work as a team and continue to, to put out the kind of effort that will stop top-tier talent like we saw today. Yeah, definitely. it's different. You know? Different dude playing with a different kind of sense of purpose and and putting say, together right? putting together all of that's all of those things that you saw flashes of um, on a much more consistent basis. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, uh, uh, that you know, it's got to be me sort of thing, you know. Like, and I I'll right. take it. I want it. Give it to me, and exactly. not just yeah. a I'm in a funk, so let me shoot my way out of it sort of thing. Or down which would always be the because, thing, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you can't get too high, you can't get too low, but you have to be, you have to bring it every game, you know, one way or the other. So if, if that's something that we're starting to see more of and we are, then yeah, I think that that's how you build a winning team around a superstar player. The rest of the pieces fall into right. place. I'm not calling Jalen Brown just another piece. Like I understand that not just Jason Tatum and, and Brown, credit to Brown for, for playing today. I actually am really glad that he did play. You know, obviously I don't want anyone to re-injure himself, but... This is the type of game where you want to have all hands on deck because you want to see what, what you got, you know, and you want to see what works and what doesn't, especially if you're going to run into these guys again in the playoffs. You want to have some good film to, to base it on. So uh, I think they're going to learn a lot from this game. You know, they'll, they'll have to fix some mistakes that they made out there. It wasn't a perfect game by any stretch. It was an entertaining game. I'm sure there's a lot of things that when they watch the film, they're going to want to do differently. I mean, they did give up 120 points, so it wasn't like this, you know, A-plus all-around game, but by by – you know, I'm not I'm not complaining about the win at all. I'm just saying, you know, there's going to be things that they'll learn. But in order to really learn, you, you got to see your best players out there in those situations. So, you know, the next time they see the guys, Ben Simmons could be on the court. So it's going to look a little different anyways. But at yeah. least they'll have some real, like, concrete evidence of, yeah, we can we can compete with these guys. Not only can we compete with them, but, hell, we're better than them. So this is yeah. a game where, you know, I think – they already believed it, but I think now a lot of other people might be might start to believe in it too. I know that there's a lot of Celtics fans who are on the on the brink of like wanting to fall in love with these guys, but not wanting to get hurt. Have you ever been there? Uh, and you know, I think a lot Again, of people are, are over that line now. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. 
Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just basketball, okay? BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Nothing changes. Everything is like they still have, you know, kind of uh, just razor thin margin for error here with just, you know, whether it be injuries or just needing, Everyone you does. know, needing performances, you know, needing your best players to perform at an extremely high level because, you know, it's the, the drop off is fairly significant. I'm not I'm not going to turn you know, 18 minutes into the show into what the hell's going on with Derek White or other bench concerns. But, you know, I will point to what I'll point to one point in this game, which was critical was Tatum goes out at about the four minute mark of that third quarter. And I'm guessing he was probably going to sit the duration here and come back in the fourth and Mm -hmm. probably play the whole fourth. And about 90 seconds later, Celtics looked like they'd never played offense before. And it was a unit that had Brown and white and smart and Tice and maybe Pritchard. I forget exactly. And it was, and, and, and you know, uh, Brooklyn went on a little run and he may just looked over. He's like, nah, you got to go. He came back in, he played the rest of the game. And right. you know, that's, it was one of those games. From not the something you can always do, but it was like, I, you know, it was yeah. a, when Tatum wasn't on the floor, things didn't look right. Cause he was literally there. Everything he puts up 41 minutes tonight. Um, but I mean, he did not get a rest. He only sat, he sat 90, he sat 90 seconds, the entire second half. Um, so he, you know, they, yeah, need, it was they a superstar they, type game for him. I mean, they needed to write, they needed to jump on his back and, you know, and, and, and he was able to, he was able to get it done. So that's why it's like, when you talk about best wins, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of the best wins in a long time. Great team game. I don't know. I mean, they did need 54 points from Jason Tatum. So, yeah, there's still questions about the depth for sure. You know, who's really going to rely on offensively off the bench? So those are questions that, you know, may or may not find answers to over the next couple of weeks here. But to know that you have a guy like Tatum that can put up performance together like he did today, the entertainment value aside, I mean, this is a, a, a player that I think you're not going to really hear anyone say like the Celtics need to need to seriously consider making a trade here. You know, I don't think you're going to find many people who feel that way anymore um, because he's showing right now, like he just, you know, he, he's a top, like you said, John, he's kind of in that top 10 category. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, and he's, and again, we, we, we talk about it sometimes, but 24 years old, I know it seems like he's been in, in the league. He seems older because he's been in the league for, you know, what, five years now, but this guy is, still trending upwards and he's already got yeah. four 50 point games like his ability to just take over a game there's only a handful of players in the league that can do it and a couple of them are on the on the back side of their careers now so you're talking about a player who could theoretically be the best scorer in the nba over the next what six six years or so yeah the the uh the lebron's 56 got about you know got about 12 hours of uh play and then tatum <laughs> comes in and drops a 54. yeah so, tatum's like 56 yeah, I mean, huh Yeah, Yeah, right, right. You know, LeBron, that's 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 a name that you want to be in the same sentence as, you know, LeBron, Durant, those guys. And and, uh, he's creeping his way up there for sure. Let's bring let's bring in Bobby, um, who uh, was just listening in on some interviews. Bobby, is that right? 
Bobby. Oh, can't hear him. No, you're muted. Try again. I hope this wasn't what it was like on there Zoom call. There it is. Call. Go ahead. Unmuted. We just got, we just got Ime, and basically his foresight through this whole thing that was going to turn around panned out. You know, his confidence that the defense would turn the offense, that they'd be fine, that they'd the offensive end. It all panned out, and you see in this game not so much defense, but offense, as you talked about earlier in the show. I was listening, and John leading – through a pretty impressive offensive showing by Brooklyn in their own right. I got worried at times through this one. The defensive rebound was terrible. Uh, the Nets put in a million putbacks. The mm. defensive interior play at times was rough against Aldridge Brown and others, but then they really locked in late, and they started running some tight sets. The Brown one I know you guys talked about was one of the best all year, and Listen, at this point, I, I teased it a couple weeks ago in Brooklyn when these two teams played. I asked the question. Now I'm ready to say it definitively. I think this team can win a championship. Like, there is <laughs> there no doubt in my mind. There it goes. I don't, see, <laughs> I don't see any Who had three team. Minutes? That, no, he didn't, he didn't even go that far with me. Damn, Bobby. I, I, I don't I, see I any team that can really – expose what they're doing right now they can punch some cracks into it you saw Durant and Kyrie do that tonight they end up getting away from their offense though and doing the whole Bruce Brown thing in the third I thought that really killed them um I'm not worried about the Nets I never have been that doesn't seem to be a How team that's going to be in their way about the Nets They've lost 17 of 20. They no, they have not. A bunch of guys wearing Nets uniforms have the Nets. So when's it going to magically click? Is this the LeBron switch that they're going to turn on? No, this is much better than that team. These guys are much better. These guys, (laughs) when last when last we left them healthy last year, and again, I know the personnel is slightly different. They were such a wagon that it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to sweep to the NBA finals and only injuries and a few fluky things derailed them at that point. (laughs) Otherwise they were ridiculously good. And yes, we don't know how the Simmons in place of Harden mix is going to change things here. It could be right now. He's just being added to the mix right now. You're just adding somebody to a team that you had to go toe to toe with, give them everything that you have and get 54 points out of your best player at home to sneak out a victory that you can't dismiss them. I'm not saying the Celtics can't beat them, but to dismiss them seems a little bit premature. Just based based off of what they're seen them. Yeah, the based off of things- what their six through ten players did for that fifteen game stretch when nobody was See, playing. I should have saw this coming when as soon as the game was over, I was like, man, hate him, huh? And Bobby turned and looked at me and just goes, This team's unbelievable. <laughs> I should have <laughs> known right there. They <laughs> are. And listen, I don't want to lean on the Nets too long because we'll have a long time to look at what they're gonna become. But right now, Kyrie's a part-time player. Ben Simmons didn't even show up to this game for who knows why. And he seems weeks away. If at all, I, like I don't, he's, he's I don't weeks know when this away. is. Who knows? I don't know when this. Yeah, is. man, this crowd. Come on, Bobby. Like, face it, this crowd could. He just had a setback, Jimmy, and like a back injury out of nowhere. Given, this crowd could have could give uh, Simmons a whole another kind of setback. So I, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would have been a breakdown, maybe. I'm worried about the thought <laughs> yeah, of Simmons. Not for the for like, everybody. What we saw Simmons do like Christmas 2020. One or 2020 in the 2021 that range into the playoffs that year that's a scary thought what he can do defensively but it's been so long and he's just starting to get back into shape and i saw him shooting at practice the other day the videos and it was not pretty and oh my god that video of him passively he might as well have had like 
his his pockets filled with cell phones for all the effort he was giving it. He was just sitting there, just lofting these lefty baseline yeah. jumpers, and he missed like seven out of eight. It was so ugly. So like, yes, there's a lot of asterisks around what the Nets are doing right now, but this is has never been a collective that I've had confidence in. Do you see the way Tatum was walking to the basket in crunch time? Uncontested for like I know, but again... And the Nets we, were following I, their heads off all game. It's not a bubble-bursting thing, Bobby, but uh, Ben Simmons is really, really good at defense. And while Jalen has taken him to school on a couple of occasions, he does do a good job against Tatum. Again, a different we'll version see, of Tatum. We'll see. They have to get there. I mean, they're no, no, he has to get there, but he changes the equation a little bit simply based off of, yeah, Tatum got wherever he wanted to today. You're not telling me it's going to be that easy if Simmons is out there checking him no. because that's what he does, you know? He makes no, life it's, harder. It's, it's a hypothetical at this point. Like, we just don't know what that's going to look like, and they have to get into the playoffs, which right now – Kyrie can't play a home game and he can't play a hypothetical playing game in Toronto either, which is what they're looking at right now. So that's funny, actually. They're in rough shape and it's going to take a lot to dig out of this. I mean, Durant even said it last week, like we're running out of time, essentially, is what he said there. Finally, an admission that it's kind of panic time in Brooklyn, but I don't want to focus on them too much. What the Celtics were able to do defensively today, I thought was sharp. Uh, they bought into what they were doing, even when it got a little rocky there at the beginning with Durant just flushing shots over Rob and Horford. Kyrie got a bunch to go in that first half. They were shooting the lights out, and the Celtics were right there with them. They were both like 60% to start the game, but then started reeling in a little bit. And what gave me the most confidence out of this one, not only the execution down the stretch, but blowing an eight-point lead, going down in the last few minutes there, and getting it together to score a few times late and take the game like they did the fourth quarter execution was excellent and that was like the one question i had left as they started to show that they could defend this team i was like all right let's see what this looks like in like a two to four point game with two three minutes left and they were excellent so like they've checked every single box that you could have questioned about this group at this point we said coming into this game this was going to be the ultimate test of whether the defense could hold on and string together stops and in the moments where it really mattered they did, and just exploding to start the second and third the way they did after some rough entrances to both those quarters, they were just super impressive here. They really were, and Brown, too, playing through the injury, I thought looked really good. What more can you question about this group? Like, there's so little that you can nitpick here. I mean, you, you can, but we don't need to do it now. There's, again, it's it's a team that has, you know, it, it, it's pretty good. We mentioned the moment in the in the third where Tatum sat and everything kind of went to hell and he may have to pull him back in. You know, you had to play him 41 minutes. He had to put up 54 to sneak out this win. That's a hard thing to do. Um, and the other play, guy, the other starters played relatively well in this game, too. It's not like you got bad performances throughout. You got Rob a really good Great, smart was great. Great performance yeah. from Al, Marcus. knocking down threes. Al, Marcus huge. was great. Rob had a great first half, not so much in the second. Um, Where did he go? Yeah, I didn't yeah. see what all it's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but, missed the big Al game on Thursday. Again, Bobby. Every look, I, I think it's the same thing. It's not every team. The Celtics have clearly a formula that will work um, because they can. We've seen it now enough times. And again, you're talking about. Beginning of this week was that week where you're like, you're going to get, you're going to get Brooklyn as close to full as possible. And you've got Memphis, which is probably the best and healthiest team you've played. And they booed through Atlanta again. And, and, and you know, yeah. after, after a crap first half, they absolutely killed Atlanta. So it's hard to not put them in the conversation. There's no question about it now. 
You know, well, I think I, mean, I think one thing we have to also highlight too about Jason Tatum is that a lot of these points for the last the last two performances they're coming in the second half, right? But ten points the last game, yeah. you know, thirty four second half points in this one. Obviously, you had a big night plus. Like it's unreal, and you couple that with the Celtics playing defense the way they've been playing. I mean, those that, that should be a recipe for for success. That should be a, that should be a win. Now, for Tatum to have to do that throughout the course of a four, you know, best of seven series against the likes of teams like the Miami Heat the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, for me, those are my big three right there. I mean, those are the ones where I'm like, that's a lot for the Celtics. Now, granted, what we saw against the Nets is very encouraging. Two top-tier stars, scores, and, and Kyrie and Durant. But, yeah, I mean, we still have to see more of it. I mean, I'm just not quite ready to call this team a championship-bound team or, or one that, that can win or even get to the NBA Finals. But they are looking good. I mean, they are looking very good. There's a lot to be said about Tatum, specifically what he's been doing in the second half of games. But they're sure. contenders. They're contenders now. And they're contenders. Pre- previously, they weren't. So, like, that's where I'm That's where I'm at now. You know, I'm, I made the leap from not believing that this team could even make the playoffs at one point this year to now believing that are they are they the favorite to win it all in my eyes? I'm not going to say that. There's a lot but, of favorites. But, yeah, like, they're in the – Then there's they, they no favorites. The, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right. They're right. in the well, conversation, though, of, like, teams that could – theoretically find themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then who knows? Like, crazier things have happened. This team, on any given night, can suffocate you on one end, and then they've got a guy or two, really, that can drop 50 on you, just like that. That's a pretty good recipe. I'm so impressed by the recipe. Just one sexual way. Like, the recipe of playing Rob off Bruce Brown in a game like this, and the Nets getting distracted for a whole quarter trying to force the ball to Bruce Brown, that's exactly what you can do to a lot of different teams, maybe like 28 out of 30 teams in this league because most teams don't have a killer as a fifth man. And they just had Brown launching shots. And by the end of it, he didn't show to be reliable. He hurt them a little bit early in that third. But when you're taking shots away from Durant and Kyrie because of the way the Celtics play defense and sending yeah. them to Bruce Brown, you're winning. And that's a, I thought that's how the game went in the second half. Here. It, it was the opposite, I thought. It was the, the Nets... The Nets kind of yeah exactly played into Celtic strategy I think if the Nets um, worked through the Celtic switching scheme and just ISOed KD and uh, Durant um, the, the Celtics weren't able to stop that in the first half at all um, right. and so that was a mistake the, the 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 Bruce Brown situation it's actually it's odd to me that Durant only finished with whatever he finished with he should have been up in the 40s as well because he didn't shoot enough there was no answer he didn't shoot enough he should have had 10 more shots in this game uh, and they should have consistently looked for you know just get the ball in his hands let the Celtics switch and then go to work it, um, he could there was it was it's not anybody's fault there's literally no stopping him. I thought, you know, Rob contested a couple of shots on a switch, Grant a couple of times, Tatum played him straight up pretty well. There's just no defending him. And we're really going to do, like, I'm seeing this in the chat again, the Nets without Simmons. The Nets, like, the Nets without Simmons are the Nets. Simmons has not joined the Nets. That's not like a caveat on this Bobby, line. if the Celtics traded for someone right now, and we hadn't seen them yet. Would you not be saying if well, it was Ben we, Simmons? We had a conversation they, about Ben I know, joining but the Celtics. You're literally discounting him as like an, a person who exists. Like he's not like alive. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like you're just you're <laughs> writing is. him off. You're writing him off yeah. like he's literally like Santa Claus. Like he just doesn't. Yeah. Not, Bobby, it's not the Easter Bunny. Something... He's Celtics... going to play at some point. We don't know Celtics what kind got... of impact he'll have. But he's going to help though. It's not like he doesn't exist. Right? No. Celtic, okay, Bobby. If the, added, if the Celtics added Ben Simmons to the team, would they be a better team right now? 
No, he wouldn't be playing. If you just added Once him he without plays. trading, without When's trading he gonna play? Else, that doesn't make him a little better than the, than they are. Again, now. prior to last season's playoffs, and I we know Ben Simmons has flaws. Prior to last season's playoffs, <laughs> when he was afraid to shoot and missed some free throws, Ben Simmons was an all-star, considered one of the better players in the NBA. How long ago he was has, that, John? We, everyone's talking about like that was like How long enough? eleven years ago. Like you got right. some veteran. <laughs> past it feels the like time. it. Like this isn't like Theo Ratliff's contract, dude. Like, that, that wasn't even wasn't even yeah. eleven months ago, man. Oh my Ratliff god, we're talking it's, about here. People are talking about like literally. You signed somebody John, who was good you in twenty fourteen. We all thought he was gonna hit the ground running here. I think we had some questions in our mind, but I think we at least thought he was gonna put on the uniform and start playing he right could. away. And you said you said it yeah, yourself. So. He's not ready to go for whatever reason. He's not, and there's only. What five, ten games left by the time he gets back? You may be right. Up. He, he may not be ready. He may never be ready. He may never be close to what he'll be at full capacity. He may be broken. I'm just saying you can't say with certainty he is. All of what you're saying is possible, but I don't think you could discount it with conviction. That's all I'm saying. I he, I like he could come back them. and be a massive difference maker. He could come back and be Russell Westbrook and throw them all out of sync. There's problems on this team. All of them are true. The Kyrie part-time sort of thing, having to play KD insane amounts of minutes because, you know, he needs to carry your offense. And who the hell knows what Simmons is going to do if, if and when he returns. I just don't think you can say, I'm not counting on him at all. He could right. be a difference right. maker. Right. You can't, That's yeah, all. You, can't, you can't just pretend he doesn't exist to make your point that you're not worried about them because, like, he does exist and – Theoretically, will make them better. How much better? Well, that's that's we don't know. where the argument lies. You're, yeah, we're not sure if it's going to be enough to get them over the hump. But you know, to act like he's not going to play. I mean, if he didn't play at all this season, that would be a yeah. shock to think everybody. For sure. I mean, they didn't trade for they didn't trade Harden for him to not play at all this year. Now, whether but, or not he's a week away or three weeks away or he's not going to play in the playoffs, yeah, that's another story. I don't know. I, there's there's so little information on where this guy like what he's capable of right now that we're all just sitting around guessing and it's all hypotheticals right the version but, that exists of ben simmons in people's minds is the guy from last year's playoffs yeah. and the guy who hasn't played at all this, this year though. and they just think he's an like all of a right. sudden he's been relegated to bomb you know right. and he's, he's not, not a bomb. he's got to work his way back from that i mean that is the last we saw he hasn't pushed to get back here at all it feels like and at the point that he hits the ground running He's going to have to work up from that point that we, he was at when we last saw him. If he I'll proves that otherwise, fine. But I think you can question his professionalism because he should have been more ready to play if he was, if he would have, if he was just you know keeping right. himself in shape. You know, maybe he misses a, a couple games getting acclimated and practicing. But like this seems like almost where he was kind of. It sounds like he was just maybe sitting around. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why he's he's still not ready to play. So if you want to question his professionalism in this case, sure. But I think we all know what he's capable of like talent wise so that's why i'm still assuming that he can help them now i if i'm wrong you know if, if it turns out it's a historic historic bust of a trade then i'll, I'll hand up i'll say it's, it but i'm just not going to say that right now it's within the realm of possibility it's it's I mean, sure. what you're saying absolutely could happen bobby i'm just saying we it's I felt the same way about you, can... you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. remember, when we were talking about the hypothetical trade, we were like, oh, this makes a lot of sense for the Nets. For all the reasons you're saying, like, he could help them a lot. But then we see that he's not playing and he's 
not going a thousand percent in the practice videos we see. And it's an inauspicious beginning. He doesn't oh, look he doesn't it look is. interested. He doesn't look physically ready. Um, and right now they're talking about him as if like maybe stop asking me about Simmons for a while because it's not man, poor Steve Nash, man. Yeah, this Simmons guy, isn't a real thing right now. He can't coach a team, man. He's got sideshow after sideshow. I don't know and how that I don't challenge. Know how yeah, I don't – he's in trouble. Like, I have been loved his <laughs> – I haven't loved his performance as the coach of this team. I got to say it. Like, he – listen, we know what he, they brought him in for, personality management, things like that. He didn't have experience as a coach in this league. Yeah, um, zero. And that challenge where Claxton gets out on Tatum and it was pretty clearly a foul there. Like, what is he doing? And a lot of stuff. I've talked to a lot of Nets fans throughout the year who haven't loved his rotations. Certainly hasn't gotten the most out of the young guys and the depth guys when everyone else has been missing they just keep losing games here so you gotta start to question if he's gonna be the coach of this team going forward after this year i mean it all comes down to durant and what he decides like Kyrie's still there because durant decided that Kyrie was going to be part of this still despite the vaccine thing so maybe durant gives him the seal of approval too but what they're building here doesn't look great if simmons plays and he's anywhere near physically ready to play he makes them better so yeah i just love how I just thought okay. the two super teams and the Nets and the Lakers are both under 500. Like, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Speaking Great. of – Well, it's an availability Kyrie. thing for sure. <clears throat> what did you guys think, Josue and Bobby, of, of Kyrie's return to the TD Garden today? What was that like? And Man. then we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about Big Baby. He yeah. was <laughs> – All right, deal. Yeah. <laughs> he was rattled from the Do beginning. Do we have that clip? Opinion. We should put that up. Way, what was it? <laughs> I, I think he was rattled from the beginning, honestly, in my opinion. And, and, and it's not just the crowd, honestly. I just thought it was also the Celtics' defense. I mean, they threw a lot of bodies at him when they were when guys were on the switch. Even if you, if you were big, they were taking him, you know, like right at the three-point arc. They weren't letting him get comfortable. Uh, I just thought he had a really tough time of trying to find his groove. Even though he did start to knock a few shots down in that second half, it just felt like he could never sort of have the rhythm that he needed. You know who gave him trouble? You're, you're going to laugh. Grant. Ice. Oh, okay. T- Tice gave him a lot of trouble Paid in the him a lane. Couple times too. Tice blitzing him at the half court yeah. line caused a big turnover in the second job. half. I was surprised to see Tice out there, and he actually was pretty big for what they were trying to do to counter Kyrie there late because he started hot. He was hitting a ton of shots, three of six early. So that means he finished, uh, we'll do some quick math here, like five of 12. So they did a good job. I mean, about as good of a job as you can do against a guy like this who looks sharp, who looks great, who's finally, I think, starting to get into his full season shape here, despite some in and out, uh, back and forth stuff from him at the same time here as we talk about Simmons. He's dangerous for sure. Uh, I thought he had a few key turnovers late in the game that killed them, but he was also pretty active defensively to where he was given smart fits at times. So it wasn't him at his best for sure. Uh, he had some moments. He was definitely scary. Every time he had the ball in his hands, you were always afraid of what he could do there. But in the end, 19 points, 8 of 18, as you see here, you'll hold Kyrie to that and feel good about it. I thought yeah. the defense was super sharp switching here. Even when Pritchard came in, the scrambling they were doing to get him back on the guards – Excellent. So 120 doesn't look like a good defensive performance, but they were in the right spots, and the Nets hit a lot of tough shots.
Well, they they blitzed him for sure, and I definitely and I think just generally, even in limited action this year, he's been getting to the rim a little bit less than he normally does because that's something he obviously can do. But they did a good job, kind of moving the bodies in and around. You could tell he was thinking about today because um, right out right off the bat, first possession when he got it, he got booed. Um, I think it was Smart who deed him up. He couldn't get where he wanted to go. Maybe there was a switch there, and he threw that weird behind the back pass out of bounds. So you know he's already trying to like do something big early, uh, and then. Yeah. The other reason, you yeah. know, the game and the mo- and and the and the important significance of the game and playing well was was big to him is because he played defense, um, which is something he doesn't always do. Um, so he put in full effort. He was, yeah. you know, he, he wasn't the normal pick magnet you see from time to time. Uh, you know, he was kind of fighting through and he was trying to stay with people and he was pretty aggressive defensively. So to his credit, like he went for it, you know. So this is yeah. like. This is a this is an absolutely acceptable hold Kyrie and check sort of game if you're the Celtics. We do have Marcus Smart at the podium. I'm gonna go hop in with him real quick. You go hop in with Marcus. You go hop hop on over there, Bob. Well, happy we'll tell him here. happy birthday we'll from the Garden Report. Great, so He's gonna birthday? be done by the time he gets there. Yeah, <laughs> is it is. Happy birthday, Marcus. Good good birthday yeah. gift for you today. Some great Kyrie sucks chance today too. That was like vintage Garden. You know, like anyone who's been to a, a really big Celtics game knows what it's like when you've got like good fans the loud fans and this this was a game where you knew like everyone had this one circled and everyone was gearing up to really give it to Kyrie and Durant so that's always fun I, I like I like when I hear like through the tv obviously I wasn't at the game but Joe Sway I mean it sounded like it was pretty damn loud Matt, where you, yeah. make it out. you could easily make it out sorry this is an oldie but goodie in the comments I haven't seen Matt chime in for a while she's not a- wow what you got not that she just said, you know, just haven't seen her name pop uh, up. That's all. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, and I like, I know some people are they're not crazy about the whole, let's just keep booing him every time he touches the ball. But I, I liked it to start, obviously. You know, it, it died down a little bit towards by the fourth quarter. But man, that's like, the fun of it. It was, it was a playoff like atmosphere here. And even during, even for a matinee game. So that, that was great as well. Yeah. You know, Kyrie, he needed to get this under his belt. I, I, I think, you know, for his own personal reasons. But, I was surprised that he wasn't out here doing his pregame ritual. And no, I'm not trying to make a joke about the uh, the sage like he did that one time. But like he sort of just went into it. Like he didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he would try to take a just to sort of you know take temperature of things. You know, just get out there early before the before the crowd came. But no, he he came. The only time he came out to the floor was was when they were when they were all came out as a team. And then the boo started and never never ended. Sorry, I was looking at something and I realized that. You're making all that noise. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't making noise. I was just blocking the screen. But anyways, um, yeah, Joshua, I, 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 I co-sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You expected him to like make get into a little bit of a pregame flow, yeah. right? You know, not. I didn't think not he's gonna apologize like any different or anything, yeah. but I thought he would get a feel for the for the parquet. It's been a yeah. while. You know, it's been a while since that happened. Exactly. But you know, I don't know what he what what he was doing in the in the locker room pregame. But hey. I thought the Celtics, again, I'll repeat myself here. I just thought that they really showed today that, you know, this was a game that you could tell that they wanted to. I'm not saying the Nets didn't want it. I think the Nets certainly did as well. But the Celtics knew that this was a game that was like a prove-it game. You know, if they if they, if they threw up a dud today, this is a depressing show because we're saying, wow, you know, this is what happens when you play a good team. You know, the Celtics didn't show up at home and, you know, the 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 – the Nets are going to get Simmons and, and it's going to be like Sixers, Nets, and like Bulls or whatever. And the Celtics are like a tier below. So it was good that they were able to show that, hey, you know, we're in this conversation too. We're actually 
in some people's eyes were were leading the conversation. So yeah. it was just it was is a is a, a good day to be a Celtic or a Celtic fan. I would say this was awesome. This was like great juice. This is a pride you know, like, game. This is a pride game. How many pride of these game, have we had? Playoff game. Like we're we're talking. People about get many of these. You based based off just simply the amount of people who are here, kind of hanging out with us in the post game. You know, you know, Jimmy and I were talking off air before we started. We're like, awesome game. You know, we were locked in. We we're watching it. We we're having a ball. We've got three reporters down there. Sherrod's there as well. He might hop on in a little. Bobby uh, and Joe Sway. Um, phenomenal, you know, phenomenal crowd. And I was like, I don't know how many people are going to join us. It's Sunday. Right. It's, it's like not, a beautiful we- day weather's out. not terrible. It's a nice day. Yeah. Four, like four o'clock. I'm like, that might be kind of a dud. And then bang, 2K jump in here and are like, let's are go. We, John. Uh, we got close. We got to about 19 on the two channels. I do want to say, and Andrew Bryant here in the comments might be one of our greatest supporters when it comes to this. I always feel squeamish to ask about it, but guys, please like and subscribe. If you're in here in the video, Give us the likes. Subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe to our channels. It helps us out. It helps us get more content to you. It's really big for the brand. So we do appreciate it. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Like it as many times. Yes. Help us help you. Okay. It allows me to pay Jimmy's bloated salary and keep him coming back here. Keep guys like I charge double on Sundays. Exactly. Guys making double time. Get guys like Sherrod in here, which is a really big deal when we're able to do things like that. So let's let's keep it going, guys. Give us a like, subscribe if you haven't already. And we do want to mention if you like the chat going on here in uh, YouTube, which is always a fun part of the show. Um, we have another one that's kind of running all the time here as we have uh, joined Discord. So please join our Discord server, clnsmedia.com slash Discord. Head over there. You'll find Jimmy Toscano hanging out from time to time. Pop in. Pops I, in. I, all- I, I didn't get to the last couple of days. I've been away, but I'll be, I'll be – the Discord's going to be pop- – I bet you it's popping right now. I know people do Discord during the show too sometimes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's a fun spot. And it's, it's all, you know, it's all Celtics fans. It's Discord is only – about the Celtics, you know, none of this yeah. other crap. So if you just want to sort of gauge what other fans are thinking or if you have an opinion, you want to share it. Uh, Joe Sway and Sherrod went in there and they did a live audio. Uh, was it th- Thursday? You guys did that? Yeah, yeah. where are you? Yeah, that was Jimmy. Cool. Now you're going to be there. And look, we jump in from <laughs> time to time, but this this thing's created for you guys. It's an egalitarian space here. Everybody just jumps in, does their yeah. – everyone's equal here. You're just here to chat um, and hang out and have fun. And obviously, you're all interested in the same stuff. It's a really uh, you know a fun place to drop in some uh, memes and other things like that. We had some good times with Bobby. Nobody's <laughs> mentioned – if there's no Cosby sweater vibes, if there's no Cosby sweater memes on Discord right now – Yeah, what the uh, – Oh, man. There I'll will be, be now. I'll be wildly <laughs> disappointed. So I will check back in uh, a little bit. But guys, head over there, sign up, hang out, um, oh, and Poor join Bobby. the conversation. He, Bobby can't wear anything. Jeez. He really can't. <laughs> I, really I'm can't, actually going to say Bobby can wear everything because, you know, he gets away yeah. with it. Okay. The rest of Depending us. Depending how you slice it. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, back to the game. Uh, we've, you know, we've worn out the good, and I don't want to move over to some of the other stuff we want to talk about but i did want to talk before we get into anything mildly critical on such a good game uh horford finding his three-point stroke is a fun little um added thing here that uh, kind of oh sorry somebody <laughs> in traffic yeah someone got pissed off al dropping threes is sneaky a big deal told y'all because he's been off all damn year with that three but it changes the dynamic the, the law, first unit it's the law of averages yeah. yeah, if he can shoot close to his percentage, 
uh, even that's 36% for his career. Forget about the 42, 43% outlier season he had with the Celtics that one year. That was insane. Um, but 35, 36, 37 is manageable. You know, when you had, you, basically you had a starting lineup where you have Rob doesn't shoot and you had Tatum and uh, Smart and Al all shooting at about 30%. You know, like league average is 34. That's how bad they were in the first half of the year when the shots weren't falling. Now you're seeing Tatum creep up. You know, he's up to 33, 34%. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Al all of a sudden starting to creep up. It makes a huge difference if Al can kind of stretch that floor and be out there because he's available on that kick a lot. They found him a lot of times today, and him able to knock down half of those shots with confidence is huge. Yeah, no, totally. no question. And, and, I, and I love that the, the starting lineup, obviously, they've been starting off games so well. We saw it again today. And we saw, in my opinion, there isn't a, maybe Jalen to a certain extent because of his injury, but there isn't a weak spot defensively throughout that lineup. And Al Horford has a lot to do with that. He's going to get those open threes, and he's going to not – he's going to just not shy away from that. And you want him to take those shots. He's not going to always finish the games, but I love the starting lineup because they're just bringing you a lot of energy. And ever since the All-Star break – Specifically from Al, you're seeing that on both ends of the floor. You know, uh, we know what he means on defense, but on offense, I mean, that three to, to start things off. Uh, well, he had like a five-zero run to start the to start the game off uh, a couple of games ago. Uh, he's he's always been the guy who, who's going to constantly make sure that the ball is moving, setting screens. He just does so much out there, and you you need that to start games. You know, I, I think that's that's been huge for the Celtics, not just in the first half, but just uh, you know after halftime as well to start. Start the second half. You just see a, a dominant, much more dominant team in those in those uh, in those both uh, instances. Yes. You know. Um, and, I and Al, Al playing well fires up the team. Like you can tell, they all love Al, and what they, his success is like important to them. And they probably see all the work that he puts in, and the shots that he takes, and practice, and pregame, and all that stuff. And they probably all know that he's a much. We all know that he's a much better outside shooter than what we've seen this year. So. Like you said, Josue, the law of averages, you know, you just over, you just hope that <clears throat> it'll come back around. And right now it is. And, uh, you know, adding that to the mix, you know, him being able to stretch the court out like that and make defenders more honest is just only going to help guys like, you know, smart or white, you know, we haven't talked about him, but just the facilitating aspect of it, being able to have like a little, little bit of more of an inside outside game um, is huge. Um, you were just in on Marcus. What's the skinny Bobby? Oh, lots of compliments for Tatum, certainly. Uh, he talked after last game about getting the hell out of the way when Tatum has it and had some comments similar to that again here, being ready to make a play when he's going to make the read for those guys. And I think that definitely uh, the transformation from Smart as well. But also started talking about how with this officiating thing that we've tra tracked throughout the year, that was certainly a big goal of Emays entering the season, not complaining to the refs. And Smart feels like they've reached a point where they say what they got to say and they just leave it. And I saw a moment from Tatum where that didn't necessarily happen, but it was definitely a spot where he dove in on a miss in transition. Pritchard got that steal on Kyrie, ran out, missed the reverse layup, and Tatum got his hands on a ball, and he was definitely getting banged around in there. And he just kind of left it and got back on defense again. I don't Tatum, know if they're, like, complaint-proof at this point, but there's been progress in that regard. Tatum's still not getting – look, everyone agrees. Tatum has a right to be pissed. I just – he hurts himself with the amount of complaining because he just it I feel like it's still probably like 10 to 15 reactions per game and the refs kind of getting clock. better at it. 
the refs clock it, you know, there's still a lot and it just doesn't help him. You got to just, you got to work it. You got to just have those conversations, get them. You to wish like it was you. at zero, but it's right. never going to no, It's be. not that, but it's just, there's a way to do it. And there's not, you know, like Marcus, who doesn't have a great reputation, obviously like, you know, he's matured in that sense. You had Jalen for a period of time. He was really annoyed with something and he had like multiple conversations with the refs off to the side. You can talk to them, but the, all of the histrionics, you know, yeah. and the fl- this and that, that hurts you. But he does not, not get getting super- back in time. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that, and, you, like and it, it delays stuff. you getting back. He doesn't get superstar calls. There's just a better way to get him than, than the way he does it. That's the only thing. But he doesn't get sure. it. He definitely doesn't get the I call. Think he's, I think that's another thing that he's slowly starting to understand is that yeah. he sees he – prob- I mean, hopefully he sees – how he looks out there when he's watching back and he sees, you know, okay, maybe uh, even though there was contact there, you know, uh, you know, probably wasn't that egregious after all, or I probably just need to, you just need to forget about it and, and get back on defense or wherever, whatever it is, you know, you, you can't let that affect the next play and the next play and the next play, because that's what I saw these guys doing the beginning of this year, last season for stretches, they were just playing like unhappy out there. You know what I mean? It, again, I've said it a hundred times. It felt like nobody wanted to be there. Nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to win. And, that's not the case right now. That that's the complete opposite. Right now. And it translates to wins. I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, but um, one is definitely affecting the other. Yeah, for sure. I mean, thank you for coming fun, to my right? TED talk. I think. <laughs> no, I was, I was listening to the robot fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's because I was watching fun. it. I mean, winning. There's something. There's something to that, right? I mean, winning. Like, people have fun while they're winning, but I, I think getting out of those bad habits wasn't fun and you're seeing the other side of that they stuck with you may and and i think it was obviously a, a great coaching hire i think he's someone that even deserves at least a couple of votes you know for coach of the year some consideration because um he's he's the one i blame for all this you know for this huge turnaround for everyone buying in and, and of course it started with tatum and brown the, the two guys up top who who didn't who weren't crazy about being captain of the team but eventually uh, turn their, t- their bad habits around and, and it's uh, it's made the team completely better. Like everyone's interesting. Fall- following their lead. He makes a thousand percent in the coach of the year conversation at this point. Yeah, I want to stick on that. Kyrie just said some stuff. We'll get to it later. But Ooh, wait, when he, did wait, this... wait. We, do we have to get to it like right now? Yeah. Is, that Is it about email no. or what do you say? No, it's just, it's just a scornful comment, but whatever. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I want to hear it right now. That sounds, that sounds better than praising email. Yeah, Breaking good. news. Let's hear it. Kyrie Irving on the booze in Boston. It's like a scorned girlfriend asking for an explanation why I left but still wanting a text back. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're in his head. You guys did it. Congratulations, guys. That's great. Oh, man, that's, that's what the bitter boy- – you're the bitter the one, right? Yeah, that's what the bitter one sounds like. If we're going with the metaphor still, like you sound more bitter than the other guy, but all right, bro. Or that's like, girl. yeah, like that girl was lucky to get out of that relationship because that must have been miserable. Yeah. Uh, that's great. That that's like, great. uh, you got him, you got him, was- guys. Nice job, everybody. We <laughs> that got was like his, yeah, that he was acknowledged his- you, he acknowledged you, you got him. <laughs> That was his try at the John relationship analogy. That was kind of the text back, I guess. Yeah, that was his shot at the relationship analogy. He's well, listen, man, it. The, 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 and again, almost everything about Kyrie Irving kind of comes back a little bit to the same thing, which is like acting like he's the only person who's ever experienced anything 
in the history of the world and talking yeah. to people like literally like he's enlightening them about something that they've never heard of before you know like did i read this thing one time it's like we all know this dude like this is how sports works like always and forever there's nothing unique about your situation you literally left the celtics at the altar you said you were going to marry them and you left and right. and you and, and you just and ran you're... off with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to hate you forever, and they have every reason to. And you yes. earn it. You own I love it. this. I love this comment. He's, I love this comment. He's blaming and the you victim. Guys were, he's victim yeah. blaming. You guys, were, you guys were dying. You guys were dying for this dude two years ago. Uh, no, we were questioning him two years ago, like yeah. crazy. Like we've always been, you know, outside of that first seat or the first what three four months when there was no Hayward and he was on a complete tear. Like yeah, obviously we didn't. You know, we weren't going to say, oh, man, he might leave Boston. But two years ago, that around that time, right before he was going, right before the, the, the very end of his tenure here, everybody was questioning Kyrie. I mean, we questioned if he even gave it his all in that series against the Bucks. Never mind after he eventually did make a decision and leave to Brooklyn. Like, he was being questioned well before he made that decision, well before that. And Jimmy and I can flat out say among the few people on record back there and we were back we were at the garden and we're talking about it and and we're looking around at people and we're like nobody's gonna say this huh they should absolutely trade Kyrie at the trade deadline like this is over this is over this is over you know like and they didn't but anyway back to Kyrie forget about that this is the same this is his problem and this is a problem with a lot of those guys like Kevin Durant like yes People are going to question when you leave the Golden State Warriors for some. When you join Golden State, people are going to say you took the easy way out. Yeah. Who, your job is to not care about that. It's not to make them think something else. Okay, they're going to think that because that's what everybody would think. Okay, you can't beat them. Join them. You did it. Own it and love the fact that you won titles and move on. Okay, it right. shouldn't matter to you. With Kyrie, they're gonna hate you forever, and they probably have a right to because that's what fans do. Move on, dude. Right. You know, like I, it's right. not Seriously. it's not the fans that are wronging you here. That's how fans are. That's that's what how they, they are. Yeah, just like just like they'll revere someone like Big Baby who yeah. helped win a who championship. Who sits in somebody came else's off, seat? Came off the bench, <laughs> sat in someone's seat. Yeah. We'll get into it later on. <laughs> get into but it shit. Later. <laughs> but, what happened, but, but what happened, John? You put it on the big screen, the crowd goes nuts. Like, it's weird right. forever. It yeah, works the same way done. on the other side, when you're on the other side of things. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, well, you, 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 can't, you can't make a girl go crazy and then be like, yeah, dude, she was, she was crazy. Like, you did that. You, you, she wasn't always crazy. You left her at the altar. Everyone gets booed, guys. You get, when, you, when you choose to leave a team... You yeah. get booed, and sometimes it stinks because sometimes those guys gave their all. We can go back to, like, you know, Johnny Damon, for example, was here with the Red Sox and, you know, won a World Series and wanted to stay here and was literally begging for them to match a contract that was totally reasonable, and they didn't want him, and he left, and it really wasn't even his fault that he got booed, which I thought was wrong. Kyrie literally lied to you, left, right. came back, stomped on the logo, told you to go F yourselves. Call, You're going to get booed, yeah. dude. Like, it's, yeah. it's and really then, nice. And then after all that, John, and then after all that, saying, they need to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, he keeps crapping on him. Like, These guys are sensitive, man. Yeah. Don't like, step on the you, logo. Yeah. Every time you come oh, here, yeah. you, it's something new that pissed them off. Like, pissed the fans off. What did uh, you expect? Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone in the the reason why that doesn't quite line up as a good comparison is because nobody's nobody misses Kyrie that way. It's just like it's right. just fun to it's just fun he to go back. You. Exactly, we're he thriving. We're thriving. We don't need you. 
He came, he left, he quit on he came, he quit on you, he left. Yeah. You know, and he, not he, only that, there's still that thing he, of like, oh, yeah. the kids don't get it. And the divide between him been and right the younger on that, guys actually. in the room. Well, still, now they're better than him. Well, at least Tatum is. It Brown, doesn't even matter, Bobby, right? What matters is like, let's say from a fan's perspective, you know, it's always that kind of you juggle between, you know, the victories and, and, and actually like liking a team. And people always harken back to like that Isaiah Thomas team and how likable they were. And when the Celtics were playing like crap this year, how unlikable they were. A team with Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis, even if they'd won some, would be pretty friggin' Like, you think you'd get behind that? Like, yeah, some people would say, give me the W's, I'll get behind anything. But just generally speaking, mentally, and just as a fan, you're probably in a better place because Kyrie Irving's not in your life on a day-to-day basis. So while it sucked that he did what he did, the Celtics and Celtics fans are probably better off with it because this isn't fun for anybody. He went to Brooklyn and within a year, everyone's like, oh man, he's calling out the kids right out of the gate, you know, and then all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden he just leaves in the middle of a season because he felt like taking a break and this yeah. stuff going on this year. He's I just, about that. He's just a pain the in the butt. And it's always around. the outside, right? Like it's never yeah. them. It's never the, the whole Harden scenario. And this is on Durant. <laughs> Irving, Harden himself, Nash, they all sat there and were like, we don't hear all this noise. Wait, what reports? Then all of a sudden, days later, and they said right before the deadline, there'd be no trade. And the trade happens. And so all of a sudden, it's like, oh, let's just, let's just keep walking here and keep moving forward and everything's fine. Even though we just played this game for two weeks that there wasn't a fiasco inside the next locker room that led to one of the most shocking trades of all time. So right. there's always... And it's all every single person on this team. You hear it from Durant. You hear it from the coach. You hear it from Kyrie, certainly. Always just blaming the outside. Oh, it's the media. Oh, it's uh, all the talk. It's this and that. And it's never them. Even though through two years right. now, this super team hasn't come close. And they play the Durant foot game. Even Ime says it. And it always drives me crazy when Ime says, oh, if Durant's foot wasn't on the line. It's excuse after excuse after excuse. And it's and funny at because, some point, yeah, like, is anyone going to take accountability for anything? Exactly. They got smashed by Giannis. Like, they, I think they think in their minds that they didn't lose to the Bucks. That it was just like some fluky thing, and they just lost because it was a, close, man. By Giannis, Giannis, we thought Giannis blew his knee apart. The fact that they had that upper hand there, you know, in that series because Giannis didn't look like he'd be right, and then he came back. He was a freaking hero. So. Um, you know, that one was close. That was really close. That could have gone either way there. You don't know what happens after that, but you know, it, whatever right. you lost, it's everything counts, you know, stepping yeah. on the line counts. <laughs> it's just, right. you know, I just it's think it's funny because he may, it's quite literally a line, you know, and they went to overtime and scored two points. You got to make a zero from Harden, zero from Durant. The rules are very clear. Everyone forgets overtime. They went to overtime and scored. If only the basket were an inch shorter. You're like, no, it's ten feet everywhere. Regulation. The old Happy Gilmore. It's like these match regulation size or what? They had overtime. They had seven games. Yeah. I'm just surprised Eme says it because he's the accountability guy. He's the one that's yeah. like, man, everyone's got to hold themselves accountable. <laughs> but man, that line just ran away from Durant, man. It was in the, wasn't wasn't it's, on him, you know? It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eme was actually talking on the radio pregame with uh, Grandy about coaching Kyrie. And, uh, you know, pretty level-headed Eme stuff. Uh, he's interested in a lot of different stuff. And 
Yeah, he was great to coach, but the one line you hear for everyone say he actually threw out there is that he's different. He's a different kind of guy, and he may actually said that on the radio pregame. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, difference, difference. What you say about somebody that you're like, what's this guy's deal? You just say, yeah, he's a little <laughs> different. He's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, we had the conversation bringing him back. Was it the right move? Was it the wrong move? It's probably helped them in spots, but at the same time, they have to deal with the situation now that's going to be on, off, on, off. It feels like now maybe that changes, but I just never thought that was a good situation for a team to have. And since he's been back, they've just lost and lost and lost. They've had a lot of road games. They've lost those two. Uh, Durant getting hurt certainly kills, but we talk about Durant shooting more. Is this just going to be his team to carry on his back, taking 30 shots? Like that was not the game he was supposed to play either. And at some point, you wonder if he's going to look at this situation too and be like, what am I doing here? Like, this is, is this like the Thunder again where I'm carrying them and no one else here is helping me? Harden dodge town. It's uh, not. He because was obviously Ir- frustrated with that. Because Durant doesn't want to. Durant doesn't want to take every shot in a game. I know, but now you're discounting Kyrie Irving, who is, I mean, from a straight, strictly talent perspective, a, a top ten NBA player. I mean, Kyrie's game is effortless, and when he's out there, you can't pretend he's not also another superstar with you. So again, two superstars plus. We think Simmons plus other players like Curry and you get some decent efforts out of their bigs, you know, coming in there. Blake Griffin? Strength. <laughs> you know, I don't think Durant's going to feel like he's on an island there. I think if if Kyrie is forced to sit all games or they play in a decisive game or one or two decisive play-in games and Kyrie's not available for those and they lose, right. he's going to be pretty pissed uh, for sure. But, you know, again, see how that situation plays out. 50% Kyrie is bad, you know, for these guys. It's going to be impossible to get out of that play-in situation, then who knows after that. So, yeah. how are you feeling about the Celtics at this point, John? You know how I Me? feel? Like, where are they, where are they going to go in your mind? Nothing changes, but every We're game, is, as, as Jimmy said, nothing changes in the sense of – I take that back. Some things change because you see Tatum's evolution and you see other things fitting the way that they're fitting and them kind of playing more on a string. And you've seen the defensive efforts back to back. You've seen them overcoming slow first halves and bad shooting performances. Um, the last, you know, twice in this last week in the first half and come out and totally be a different team and putting the clamps on someone in the second half, you see them go toe to toe with Brooklyn here. Um, you feel better and better about their chances, meaning in a seven-game series with anyone, without having to say all of this stuff has to go right. But their margins are thin. Um, I, they can't sustain any sort of injuries. We know that. I'm deeply concerned about the bench right now because um, you know the Derek White honeymoon is definitely over, and we got to talk about it a little bit um, before we move on. But, Bobby, it's less about whether or not I'm supremely confident in the Celtics. I think they have as good a chance as almost anybody in the East right now. I'd favor one or two teams ahead of them. The problem is there's so many good teams. It's just a bloodbath. I don't think you can be a fan of any Eastern Conference team right now and be be certain they can even make it out of a first-round matchup, which is crazy, right? Like, especially if Brooklyn's coming in as, like, a seven seed. Like, I don't care where you are right now. Which team are you like, we'll, we'll kill those guys. You know, like Toronto and Brooklyn could be the seven and the eight seeds. You feel great about those matchups if you're the one and the two? Certainly not. Which means everybody else in the three through six range where the Celtics are going to fall, you could anybody could beat anybody there. So the reason I don't feel confident is 
simply because I don't think any team can feel confident right now, but you definitely feel as good about the Celtics as you would about any team right now, right? 100%. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you – obviously, the Cleveland Cavaliers sort of in that team that everyone's expecting to drop. Yes, and that's what you want to kind of see when you, there. Right, that's what you want to see because of, obviously, the, the lack of experience, uh, obviously, because Darius Garland has been 100%, so you have to you know, capitalize on that. But then neither is Jalen Brown. With that being said, though, I still like to tell us his chance in that sort of matchup. But outside of that, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of, okay, the Celtics are definitely going to beat this team in the best of seven series. But they have a chance. I mean, even the top-tier teams. Uh, again, my big three is just uh, the Heat, Sixers, and, and Bucks. I think those are your three toughest. But outside of those teams, I like the Celtics' chances in the best of seven matchup. I just don't think you would want to see the Nets the first you know, first round. I mean, but you again, like you said, John, Nets. you won't. Again, you won't unless you get one of those top two. Unless teams, you keep you, winning, <laughs> you stay at the. If you're, I if guess you're the you Celtics, could. I don't know, man. If you're the Celtics, I don't know if you want to get one of those top two seeds because you you might end up facing. You're gonna have a tough team no matter what, and it's looking less and less likely like that. Cleveland things in play, they're really starting to slip here. They're gonna so sag. Like, yeah, it's it's like Chicago, Philly. Milwaukee, Miami, even Brooklyn. Like, those teams are all kind of in the same conversation, and that's probably who you're going to see here, barring something wacky happen with the Cavs getting back on their feet here again. And even they're tough. Like, we understate them. They have huge bodies that they can throw at Tatum in the lane there. That would not be an easy series, I think per you se. Could, you could get to three and end up with Cleveland. You, you know, right now, I think a four or five with Chicago. And, you know, if you if you got to, like, a Toronto series, you'd feel pretty good about that. you feel too. good about that, yeah. yeah. I certainly – So that's why you want to rise even with the risk of Brooklyn. You want to get way up there. If you want to rank the teams, obviously you're looking at potential playoff teams right now, you know mm-hmm. – yeah, sure. If you rise, that's great if you end up with Toronto. But if you rise and you end up with Brooklyn, that's not so great, you know, um, because that's definitely not that's a very losable first round. Would you like to run into Cleveland? Sure. If you could pick and choose your spot between those other kind of top four teams right now, maybe you'd like to position Chicago. You just don't know where everyone else is going to fall. So you play wherever it falls. It's going to be a really matchup dependent. Bobby, I know you're not as you're not afraid of Miami. You think the Celtics have their number. Um, we haven't really seen them full yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Chicago really has been battling injuries, too. The one thing with them is they can really play defense when they're healthy, so I don't think that's as easy as people make it out to be, too. Everyone's like, oh, they'll handle Chicago easy. The Rosen can do too. you. Yeah, and yeah. that's the matchup right now. Is it's And Caruso Ball, and those guys can play defense, man. And so that's not an easy – that's not an easy uh, – Oh. Derek Jones, he was an underrated addition for them. Dunking on Giannis and giving Grayson Allen that little elbow to the head that he didn't say it was intentional. But that's a guy, you know, with the heat that could do some things off the bench there. They're super deep. Javante Green has obviously reached a new level this year, uh, formerly of the Celtics. They're scary. And Vucevic can go off on any given night against you, too. So you forget that, about him. That's a problem. You know, yeah. He's always a problem for Boston, too. Always. Yeah. That one's scary for sure. That would be like 2009 Celtics Bulls. <laughs> like uh, go back and forth between those two groups there. So right, right. they're like at the top for sure. Giannis, just because of his relentless motor, I think would have to be like a number two that you want to avoid there. And then you go down the list. So there's definitely a big three. It, it's good that the likelihood of seeing any of those teams, though, first round goes down if yeah. you get up there with them, right? Best case scenario, you're probably missing the big three teams. And and the Nets most likely. So yeah. 
that those are, those are the ones you don't want, and then you give yourself a, a, a solid puncher's chance, if not a slight favorite against some other teams. Jimmy, you've been quiet for a bit. Where, where Where's your head at right now? I'm looking at the standings as we speak just to see, like, types of situations that they could find yeah. themselves in. I mean, you've got the, the Hawks and the All Hornets. All these teams. Like, really yeah, the Hawks good. and the Hornets can, like, I mean, they can score with the best of them in the, in the NBA, too. So, again, like, there's a lot of different ways, a lot of different combinations that could end up being your first-round opponent. But to, to basically what you guys said, like, there's not – there's not a lot of teams that you want to see. I know we, we said Cavs, and I even think the Cavs would give you, uh, you know, the play yes. hard. I mean, Cleveland's not an easy place to go in and win, you know, as weird as it sounds yeah. either. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the team. Um, I'm, I try not to waste too much energy on potential matchups when there's so much can change. I mean, it's crazy that, you know, yeah, Miami's, not me in as first. Miami's in first, and the fourth seed is three and a half games back. Anything can can change. So, you play the schedule as it comes, right? So, I mean, I, I again, what we've said is they can compete with any any one of these teams they can compete with. The seven-game series – now, listen, I've said this a few times. The offense is a, the, still a bit of a concern for me on the Celtics side of things for a seven-game series against a supremely talented team just because it's hard to play. Let's be honest. Jason Tatum's not going to drop 50 points in seven, in seven straight games. Like, they've got to find other avenues of ways to score. They can't rely strictly on defense and, and expect that one guy is going to carry them on the offensive end. So over a seven-game series, that does concern me. I would like to see them shore up some things depth-wise. Uh, we might as well just talk about it now. Like Derek White needs to do much more coming off the bench. They've lost production um, right now. They've lost bench production, you know, with, with Richardson gone. I know people had their qualms with um, Schroeder, but he could – he could spark you offensively when he needed to. And, oh and right my, now you keep going back to him. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just an example of they need offense from somebody. I Great mean, right now, is, would you rather Schroeder or Tice? Schroeder or Tice? Probably Tice. That's crazy. Tice Schroeder terrible. was not playing. You're trying to find a style. Yeah, I, I can't do I'm that. not I'm trying to go. go. I'm not going down. I can't do Schroeder. I can't do Schroeder. My point is this, Bobby. My point is this, and I would assume, I would think that you would agree. Somebody needs to score coming off the bench. Somebody needs to be that score. Grant Williams has done a commendable job with that with that three-point shot. Again, I don't think of him as a as a guy that's going to give you 15 points off the bench every night. You know, if he, if he gives it to you here and there, great. But who's going to be the 15 to 20 points off the bench guy? Who's it going to be? I don't know if you have it. I mean, White did it a couple of times earlier this week. He was great. He's the only game. one that can do it, really. Right. You know, yeah, he's exactly. the only one that you yeah. – And you're staggering. Like, you made the, the trade line... thinking that he would be that guy is my point. Yeah, and Tatum and Tatum and Brown are going to play a ton of minutes, and they're going to carry you from a scoring perspective. Smart, like you're a thin team, and that's the way they've been running all year, and they found success doing that. Pritchard's an interesting one too, because he only gave you really one big three in this one, but that feels like all you need out of like your eighth, ninth guy there, whatever you want to call him, is just like a bucket or two efficient play and you know ten to twelve good minutes there, because your top seven, eight guys, they're giving you essentially what you need here, and they've been a top th three to five offense since this deadline when they've added white and you know, gotten Tyson in the mix and Tice, he could have had a lot more points in this one if he hit his free throws. So you're scrapping there for sure, but it's a matter of the style and the uh, plan that you're going for there. And that's why Schroeder, you'd put up the big numbers from the points perspective, but you weren't really playing the style of basketball that you wanted to or running the schemes you wanted to, or even the plays sometimes when he was out there, there were a lot of situations where he would just run his own play. Um, and, you know, 
they're doing a little bit of that themselves too. Like I think there's an on the fly smart talked about this. They want to be unpredictable. That not that unpredictable. Yeah. Um so Derek White again had that stretch against Atlanta which was needed cuz he'd been in the Great tank. Great game. We're not we're not saying he hasn't performed at all, but okay. I'm just saying again and, and, it's consistent bench. And and then so what you were looking for, what we said about him that was great was the consistency um but it's not just performance it's also trust Ime is playing him fewer minutes overall in the last however many games than he was when he first got here and he's doing that down another body now too so um that's a little concerning the fact that um there are sometimes when there are lineups out there and the offense looks completely out of sync and i look around and Derek white's part of some of those lineups um a lot of the time the fact that here today in that third quarter when white was in there and he had subbed in i think for tatum um and uh, the offense went to crap, and Ime panicked and put Tatum back in. He sat him at about, it was about the four-something mark, and Tatum mm-hmm. came back in with 2.30 to go in the third. He was supposed to sit the rest of that quarter and come back in the fourth, and he couldn't do that because things just looked out of sorts. So it's really the offense that you need consistency from. And you need – so I don't know. You guys were there. I saw he was dragging that left um He was shaking it off at one point. A couple yeah. times he shook it off yeah. at one point. I don't know what he did there. Um, to tweak it because it looked so benign um, in the replay there. Um, I don't know if he's – a couple times I saw it just kind of hanging by his side too. I don't know if he was off, and if so, fine, it's a pass. But, you know, this isn't the first kind of – it's the non-impact. It's, the you know, not much of an offensive impact uh, in the game here where you want to see some of the things you've seen from him, which is, you know, getting downhill, being a little bit aggressive, um, and just – he was he was pretty invisible on offense tonight. Yeah, it was yeah. a rough one. It was a conquer. He's had a few here or there. I yeah. had some concern going into that Atlanta game when he started piling them up at that point. But he talked that shoot around that day specifically about getting involved with the terminology and the playbook and all these different things that have been an adjustment here, certainly. I thought he was really good on Tuesday. Thursday, yeah. it was another shaky offensive one from a scoring perspective, but his defense was great, I thought. Just switchable as anybody here. One the three, sometimes one the four. You know, he's guarded Jokic, too, right. in, a, in that first game. So his defense is really where you got to hone in on his impact because it looks like that's going to be where he really kills it for this group. But you do want more offensively from him, I'd say, uh, given what you gave up to yeah. integrate him here. But it is about the fit. It is about how he allows them to play stylistically. There's just only so many guys you can check off and saying they're going to do a lot of things here but not score. That just puts more on Tatum and Brown and Smart. Because, you know, Horford, Rob, it's the same deal. They do all the little things. You're not expecting upwards of 20 points from either of them and all the other guys on the bench too, of course. Yeah, real quick, I just want to uh, – some people maybe are newish to the um, to the show and wondering what some of that noise is in the background. Something we can't control, guys, okay? We are uh, Bobby, uh, you know. Uh, and Joe Sway. Is, and Joe Sway um, are there covering the game uh, for CLNS Media. Uh, a couple of people are asking, like, who are these guys, too? For CLNS Media, uh, we cover every game. We have multiple reporters there at games. Um, Sherrod's there as well. Um, doing some other stuff right now for Bleacher Report. But it's sometimes noisy. We can't control it because uh, they change over the court. And um, they This is live from, on the scene, folks. If you want live. basketball to hockey. It's noisy. You can't escape it. It doesn't matter where you are in the garden. Josue, I muted you because of this reason. 
it gets loud. So we joke that there's robots fighting in the background, but really it's the bull gang just taking just, the big planks and big panels yeah. and just slamming them down. And I just that's love when it. Jimmy, when Jimmy was yeah. going on and on and on, I muted my mic and the beep was going on and I'm like, yo, mute Bobby's mic. He just wouldn't yeah. mute it, but. Yeah. Yeah, right seriously. so uh, we can't control it guys but they're there um it's a it's it's unique to our show okay where can you get yes. that beeping anywhere yeah. else on a uh, on a post-game show right? plus so. it's sunday it's kind of like white noise i'm sure like all of us they're trying to go home too so the, the bruins to, are coming that, home put yeah. that quarter away as soon as possible yeah they're trying to do their they're doing their job we're doing ours we got hockey Sometimes. coming up again the, the bruins just yeah they were west for a while last night's game was unreal it's a great game that was awesome. Uh, they're coming back, so they're there. The Celtics don't play home again until Friday. Is that right? Yeah, Pistons. Friday Pistons, their nemesis. So, yeah. um, so again, yeah. that's why the noise. We apologize for it, but again, we're there. These guys are. Then at it's the game. KG night. The game. KG afternoon. Oh, KG. Sunday's gonna be Sunday. Yeah, next Sunday. Awesome. Yep. We're, that's we're, another we're... big test against Luca. I'm trying to convince John to do a pregame show for Sunday. I'm not sure if it's gonna happen, but. We're, it's we'll a big one, just a KG focused pregame show. We'll get KG. We'll get KG on, maybe. No, <laughs> we'll give it a shot, anyways. Yeah. yeah. We'll get so, Glenn Davis. Uh, we'll get Big Baby on. We'll get Big uh, Baby on. Baby. We'll make, sure that, that's, we'll make sure he has his seat. That's a top three moment of the year. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Oh, my God. I You yeah, read it and it was funny, is, then you see the you, video. Yeah, but you know ESPN saw that coming. Like, there was a producer out in the truck being like, all right, now, live. You know, like, they planned, <laughs> they planned that thing out perfectly. And everyone's exactly done that in their life. Everyone's gone. Oh, this is your seat, front row? <laughs> somebody, somebody told the producer, security's on its way. Cue him up now. All right, yeah, got you. Yeah, got the yeah. camera guy there, and they... They could not only did you see it, but you heard him. Oh, these these are your seats. Like, oh man. What did Glenn did Glenn buy his tickets on StubHub or something? Like... Apparently, when he got relocated, it was just in the second row because when he was chirping at KD, he was still he was still courtside. Yeah. But he just bumped up a row because he was Let's like, be oh, yeah. Glenn Davis knew what he was doing. He wanted to get a couple minutes chirping on the court, and then you know who goes? Yeah. He's, he'll just go back to his seat and be Glenn Davis. Oh so. my. It's funny though, but it's like. But the person, the person who was whose seat they were, were probably like, "I'm not approaching that dude." Let me go. Get they had an seat. usher yeah. tosser. That was <laughs> yeah. the worst part of it. And then the look on his face is like, oh, "Here are these." Oh, but the, he, I, he I, but rolling for he's anyone right who's ever been busted. The fake look at your ticket thing is oh. the funniest thing in the world. Like, I'm like, look at oh, look at this. The row totally isn't my seat. The I'm, balcony. <laughs> oh, oh, that? this is three hundred, three ninety. No, 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 no. The best is you got to blame your friend, bro. I told you it's sorry about that, guys. Uh, you know, I told you we're over there. We're away. Like, Glenn Davis, it's like, yeah, dude, you, you won a championship, but let's, you know, you're, you're still Glenn Davis. You know, you know, give him that, exactly. Give him a courtside world. seat for life. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It'll be, I, but it's so going to be so interesting. Who's there a week from today? Is like I'm that just, whole team going to be there? Obviously the Allen question. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I want, Big baby's going to milk this. Big baby's going to be everywhere. So wait, big baby's in Boston all week. It sounds like. Is all week for probably. He's yeah, just really making the rounds. Like there's no way you don't bump into big baby this week. If you live in Boston, like you're just bumping into him somewhere. It's not yeah. a big city. He's got nothing Park else will to be, do. Perk will be on the ground before long. Yeah, what's going on with uh, Baby's fraud case? It. Did that ever get tried? I was just going to say, I'm just glad to see Glenn Davis is, like, out in the world, like, smiling and <laughs> not, not, like, 
behind bars or like in trouble somewhere. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I stopped following up on this guy. He stu- he defrauded the health the league's healthcare plan. I don't right? even know how he's like, like, How is he allowed Jimmy's to like, even go just, to an NBA game? He's Jimmy's like, I'm just glad that. Got to do made bail. Like, he's out. Maybe like, that's why he had to buy a ticket, <laughs> secondary market. Here's a oh question: how, how does he even? If if you got Damn. caught like stealing from your employer, would you show up to work and be like, "Hey guys, like, sorry about that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out over here." Like, why would they let you in? You know. <laughs> Yeah, he was stealing again, stealing someone's seat. So well, if anything, if that, anything, right? it was it was the NBA's health. It wasn't intended to be. Are you calling right me there. dishonest? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Zare is Mike Zare is the widow to him. They were, they were, For the record, I'm not saying don't let there. don't let Glenn Davis in the building. I, I think it's great that he is. I just think it's a hilarious situation that that he's in. But yeah, no, it's Glenn Davis. It's, it's Glenn like, Davis. I don't no, know. I they might have thrown the thing out. I didn't follow it. I just. I don't know. But to Jimmy's point, though, it's essentially the NBA saying like, "No, you stole from us. Get the heck out here. You're watching our game." You can't be here. Like you literally stole from us. You know what though? He was wearing. You're on the list, man. You literally stole from us. First of all, he is on our side. He was wearing a respect the logo shirt. He's one of the few guys who came. He came out against Kyrie when he did that. He was. He was very vocal. Thank you so much for reminding me about that. This was like behind. This was like when the lowest moment I felt like being a Celtics fan in a while. When like Kyrie was basically trashing the organization in the city. Nobody on the team said a damn thing about it. And it was yeah. just guys who used to be on the team that were like, "Hey, man, that's that's not right. Like, that's wrong. Like, you're wrong about the city. You're wrong about the team." Max was and, pissed. Max yeah. was pissed. So shout out yeah. Glenn Davis for that, man. At least he's, you know, he had a little bit of a spine or a backbone that a lot of these younger guys didn't have last year. Maybe that's different this year. Maybe they don't let people trash their team like that anymore. But yeah. But hey. Uh oh, they're Davis. breaking out the screw guns. We gotta go. Glenn Davis has a seat at the guard whenever he wants. Almost by mid court by now, man. That's it. What you hear those guns? Yeah, I can hear it. Um, all right, final. We used to do the show. We used to do the show on the court, and we'd specifically start on the far end of the court, and it would be like a race against time to get the show finished. While they're in back five of us ripping the court up and we're like turning around making sure that we yeah. ha- like they weren't like My ripping up the. They're standing the on the last square of parquet. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not in front of the camera. Over. I'm watching them come, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, and Jimmy, and Jimmy's like, and uh, hopefully Celtics can keep this thing going. That's gonna do it for us. And, like he starts speeding up the yeah. court, like crazy. Apologize after they're like, yeah. Yeah. no, it's all good. Those are those guys are great. That is good. Um, so uh, to recap. Um, this felt like an arrival sort of moment, both in terms of the team and then from Tatum, just kind of the culmination of like these improvements and this kind of upswing you've seen in his game over the last month or so. Um, And so we started the show, just Jimmy and I just saying like, it felt like today Tatum arrived, even though he's been coming for a while. And that after this week, I think you really got to feel like the Celtics have kind of, at least cemented their place among the I know they were a trendy pick and a fancy pick and those t- those ones come and go at times I just don't think you can discount them anymore I think they have to be legitimately in the conversation for the rest of the way barring anything unforeseen at this point right and I think that's going to be the conversation for a lot of the NBA talking heads national talking heads because they're going to say look this team is here you know they're they're, they're surging Jason Tatum is is on a tear right now this is reminiscent of what he was doing right before the right before the shutdown right before the league shutdown back in you know 2019 2020 and um I, I'm seeing a bit of that and and then some because of what he's doing to overall help his team 
and yeah, I'm talking about start speeding up my words right now. But you know, like that's a difference. No, it's not just the local just standing in front of him, being like, "Wrap it up, buddy." It's not just local guys like us saying this. I, I think I think that's the same thing being said across the league, and uh, and and for sure. I mean, this is uh, this is it. This is the statement win, the statement game performance that he needed to do. And um, I, I think everyone's clearly bought into this. Obviously, that the entire team is, is on the same page right now. Yeah, I'm buying in too. I think they're gonna win it all. I really do. Like, it just has that feeling. Damn it, Bobby! Come on, Bobby! Why is everyone laughing? I know you see the they're playing. Yeah. No, and you know this sun, the Suns. There's a lot of great teams out there, but the gauntlet's the East, and they're putting themselves in a really good position down the East. They're checking off a lot of boxes of concerns we had, and at some point, you start to wonder what's left for this team to prove. And there'll be other great teams. I'm sure they'll lose some tough games, but they have been the best team in the NBA by a pretty wide margin for well over a third of the season. They so have. That's but, where I'm at. Right. But that also all means right. – The night that we did, don't laugh at that, that that's going to mean they, they really turn the uh, We're not laughing. It's like I well, said. Well, no. Let me, let me just finish saying this. It's the certainty the with which he says it. Not that right, it's, right, right. Not that yeah. it's an absurd take. Right. It's not an absurd take. It's, it's just, just you say conviction. it. Yeah. You say it as clearly as like, this is blue. The Celtics <laughs> are going to win the title. It's like with absolute – you know, it can't I've, be argued. Yeah. I've been watching them play possession for possession the whole way, and they have done a lot. We have not been watching, so it. thank you for, yeah, no, for yeah. keeping tabs. Yeah. So um, no, one more thing on that, though. <laughs> that also means the expectations there. So if they disappoint and fall below that, there'll have to be some answers. Now injuries barring too. Bobby, not a deep still, Matha, again, I, I bring this up only because it's like this is how hard it is. The the 538 article that we talked about, the 538 model based off of how they deem just algorithmic, just putting all the numbers in a blender and spitting it out that gave the Celtics the highest percentage among Eastern Conference teams to reach the NBA Finals, put that chance at 11%. The, li- the most likely outcome for the Celtics among all possible outcomes is still a first-round exit at 37%. I realize this is just a machine spitting out numbers, but it actually is factu- factually accurate. The most likely thing to happen is still a first-round exit given every possibility that they finish below the top four I'm and they just, go I'm in just... as a- they go in as an underdog in that first series. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's just really, really, really hard in the Easter Conference to advance. Just, real quick, guys, mute yourselves. I have the Kyrie sound. I want right, to play it real oh, quick nice. just so Let's we can hear it, hear it so you guys <clears throat> yeah. can see it here. Give me one second here. Let me uh, let me put this up here. Here's Kyrie Irving uh, talking about why we suck, right? Is that what he said, basically? Well, let me find it here. Yes. Why we're scoring lovers. We're scoring. Here we are. Here's Kyrie. No, nah, no, nah, I think it's going to be like that. Well, I know it's going to be like that for the rest of my career coming in here. So, um, you know, it's like the scoring girlfriend, you know, just wants an explanation on why I left, but still hoping for, you know, a text back. And I'm just like, yeah, it's fun while it lasted, you know, and I think uh, uh, that's the that's the relationship that makes it fun. But, uh, you know, the reality is that I'm just grateful for my time here in Boston. Uh, you know, everybody in the front office, everybody in that locker room treated me well, still have lasting relationships in, in our league, you know, that that extend um, as a brotherhood for us. And, uh, you know, we, we still remain close. So to see the growth of a lot of guys that I play with on this team and seeing this core group back together, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, JB, JT, and then I had Derek White, you know, a few other guys, Rob Williams maturing. You know, I was with these guys when they were, 
pups. You know, when JT was just got drafted, JB was oh, in give second me a year. Break. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just have uh, mutual respect for them. And, um, you know, coming back in this in this environment, we know what it is. And uh, I just got to lock in on the mission, stay focused, and, uh, you know, not try to have too many conversations with the fans on the side when they call me out of my name. So. Uh, honestly, I'm more offended by the second part. The the young guys. <laughs> Jimmy, you're still mute. You might be muted, Jimmy. I lost you. Oh, my bad. I said I, I don't know yeah. what that last part meant, but I, I had no problem with that entire quote for the most part. I thought it was I, I thought it was fair. You look, it's fine. The first part I, I Kyrie and a lot of people do this is the kid, but Kyrie is the king of the start with the insult, but then loop it into something that yeah. kind of absolves you of having said the thing that you said at the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, even though he did sandwich it, he came back to it. So I applaud him for the attempted relationship analogy, but that's difficult stuff. So try to keep the, leave that to the pros. Number two, <laughs> yeah. I don't give me this. I'm your daddy sort of. Stuff, yeah. It was and I when they were pups. And I appreciate yeah. it. Shut that leave that you were not helpful okay right. you did not do anything you, to help you, them you literally left them <laughs> you left them and you like, crushed their spirits and you continually reminded them even though right. he might have been right about some of it and even tatum recently admitted it but you don't get right. to preside you don't get to preside over their progress i'm sorry you don't get the, you don't get that feather in your cap as the no. guy who was there at the beginning as they were growing and you don't get to feel pride i'm sorry that's nope, I, I take more offense to that than the first part. Yeah, and you have to eat eat, eat those booze, man. You get eat those booze every time because they're you know they're they're not going to go away. Which it sounds like he he acknowledges. You know, I always say this too, like keep it keep it respectful. Like if you're at the game, don't be a jerk, but you you can still like be a, a fun fan and like try to get in these guys' heads a little bit without being disrespectful. So I yeah, think that's that nine, that's I think that's ninety nine percent of fans. There's always going to be one bad apple, and, and I don't care what city you're in, but uh, I think for the most part, fans know where the line is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, they should boo. Like we've been over that. It's 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 just what happens when you do what he did, and it's it's an action reaction with him that he doesn't really seem to understand or just fails to. You know, like he could have stayed and he would have been loved, but he left and now he's hated. So that's just kind of how it goes. And he's not the only one that has to go through it. That connects right to. The Vax thing that I've talked about all year with him. Like, he's not the only guy who had to go through that. Everybody on the Nets did. Everybody on the Knicks did. Everybody on the Warriors did. And this has just kind of become his thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it is what it is. If they go down this year, he owns it. Whether you think he has a right or whether he does, fine. That's a choice. But it's a choice that he made that could sink the team. Mm -hmm. uh, but with this stuff here, that's fine. I don't have a huge problem with any of it. But I don't, I don't love that whole, you know – I don't love that whole, you know, these are my like, boys. Sort these of guys thing. are spreading like, their wings. You yeah, kind of had an, an adversarial relationship, you know, with some people here. Right. And, you know, let's, you can just own that. You know, it didn't work. You were a star. They weren't stars yet. They wanted to be stars. The mix didn't work. That's that. It's yeah. done. Yeah. It, we, you, we lacked chemistry. Okay. That's a fair thing to say. Relationships yeah. end because of that. We don't have to pick bad guys and good guys here. Um, but it didn't work. So Time, that's timing it. is everything, right? In relationships, in some relationships, you know, time just didn't work out. They weren't ready. You know, so Kyrie the, the Hayward, the Hayward yeah. thing. Who knows how that would have changed everything if he didn't yeah. break his leg? Who exactly. knows? Uh, though I don't think those guys were ever going to be down with Hayward listening to Tatum again from that podcast. Like, right? It just, just wasn't. Great, great, great. Yeah. 
It's a yeah. great player. I don't get it, but whatever. I don't get it either, but it's not flashy. It's not whatever. You can look at that guy and be like, I could take him, you know? And that's what those guys were thinking back then. They didn't understand his full value because he does do a lot of things beyond just like highlight worthy sort of plays and just light it up. And, you know, he's, he's been the same guy to his credit. When he's healthy, he's the same dude year in, year out. You look Hayward? at his numbers remarkably inconsistent when he, oh, he's when helped he's remarkably the, consistent. Yeah. He's helped the Hornets a lot and they've missed him badly when he's gone. Yeah. They've, but you know, injured again, year in, year out. So yeah. Record with him off the court has been terrible for, for Charlotte. So yeah. he's good, but yeah. Anyway, we've talked enough about almost everything. Yeah. So we'll wrap it. We got a long layoff here. Uh, we'll <clears> pop <throat> up and do some content. If, uh, the opportunity arises during the week. If there's anything going on, maybe we'll do some spaces. Um, definitely jump on, jump on to Discord if you haven't already. Once again, I'll let you guys know. Um, clnsmedia.com slash Discord. Make sure to check that out. Um, definitely check us out and subscribe. Once again, hammer those like yeah, that like button and the subscribe button here if you're still watching and hanging out. Um, pop over to Celtics All Access YouTube if you haven't subscribed there and you're on the main channel. All of our post-game content will be there. Joe Sway and Bobby are going to do a little thing uh, right now uh, yeah. talking about the game and breaking it down. So make sure you check out their post-game recaps um, and all of our uh, terrific podcasts on the CLNS Media Network. So, guys, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for hanging, uh, and we will Thank see you guys, guys on Wednesday. Yep.